Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm so delighted you could join us this evening. It is December 15th and 10 days till Santa arrives. So everybody's looking forward to Christmas, I hope. And um, if you're not, go find a charity that you can get involved with to help others during the Christmas season, and that will help get you in the Christmas spirit. I am in Columbus, Ohio, uh, unexpectedly, actually, a little early. My husband, Tim, and I, we were planning on coming up on Saturday because my nephew, Jimmy, is graduating from the Ohio State University on Sunday. He is the fourth generation to graduate from Ohio State in our family, so he's the last of my parents' grandchildren to graduate. So it's a big day for our family, but in the meantime, my brother-in-law, Regis's mom, died, and so I flew up to Columbus from Birmingham this morning, and and we're going to head over to Pittsburgh for that funeral tomorrow. So make plans and then get ready to change them. So I was scrambling yesterday trying to get all my presents wrapped to bring to Columbus and doing two days' worth of errands in an afternoon. But this is season. What are you going to do? We have several callers that have joined us this evening, and uh, so we'll take their calls. And then we, as usual, have lots of questions that have been uh, sent in online, and I will get to those as I can as time allows. And for those of you that are sending questions in online, I love it. If you really need a quick answer, the best thing to do is to to call in because you'll see it's a lot of fun and and we can get things answered quickly. So I believe our first caller is Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Are you with us? I am. Thank you for having me. You bet. Lauren, tell everybody where you're calling from. I am calling from Louisville, Kentucky tonight. Oh, good. A little frigid down there, too? It is 19 degrees. I, I am oh, actually, I'm calling from my car, and I'm looking at the thermostat <laughs> right now, and it's cold, cold. Oh, no. Well, it was 65. Yesterday in Birmingham, I went for a walk with just a long sleeve T-shirt on, and then I got up here, and when I landed in Columbus this morning, it was 7. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's 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 wild. <laughs> no, yeah, no one should be out. I walked in. To my house tonight, and I said, "Thank you, Lord, for my for my warm home because it is just so cold." Exactly, but you know, it just makes it more Christmassy. Feels more holidayish, I guess. Indeed, indeed. Do you have a question for me? I do have a question for you. So, I run a small business, and I recently had to part ways from a really wonderful employee. She had some stuff going on in her personal life that really we all reached an impasse and it was 
it was in the best decision for everybody that she took some time to really focus on herself and focus on that. And, you know, as we turn to the new year, I'm looking at hiring a few new people and she is still so heavily on my mind. And I, and I'm wondering if you have any insight, if, um, she may come back someday or, or what that, what that may be. Well, yeah, um, we can do this a couple of ways, Lauren, and I think probably the easiest way is I always like to have people ask, is it in my best interest too, and then finish the sentence. Because okay. when we do that, it encompasses all variables, and it, inc- it includes God and spirits and our spirit guides and our deceased loved ones and angels. And we as humans don't have the capacity to really see all the potential outcomes. You know those movies like Back to the Future with, with yeah. uh, Michael, Michael J. Fox? And when people are in those movies and they go back to the future or they go in the past and they change something in the past and it affects the outcome in the future, you know, mm-hmm. there's so many variables involved that I find that it's just a broad brushstroke that works really well if we ask that question. So here's how you do it. We're going to ask a question. The first thing that comes into your mind, I'm talking as fast as you can snap your fingers, is the answer. If you think about it, Lauren, for more than a second or two, that's going to be your brain answering you. Okay? Okay. So, okay. And the other thing I want you to know is that spirits are really literal. So we'll, yeah. we'll ask a question and we want to refine it down so that it ends up being, you know, something that is super specific. And the answer to the first question will usually lead us into future questions to ask. So what's, what could be a question that we could start with? I want you to do this with me and then we'll compare notes. Okay. Um, is it in my best interest? to ask this employee to work for me again. What do you get? What's the first thing that pops in your head? Uh, no. I got a no, too, before the question was even yeah. out. Yeah. So is it in your best, let's take it a step further, let's refine it down. Is it in your best interest to remain in touch with this former employee? What do you get on that? I get a No. Okay, I got a no too. Okay. Well, which is that tough. answers that. Yeah. 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 And then did you have a question about the employees that you want to bring on? Um, well, uh, let's see. Um, you know, finding very specific um, and really like good employees is you know, gosh, it's so key to, to having a successful business. Um, you know, there would be part of me that, that would love to figure out how to refine down, you know, this concept is like, where do, where, where's the best place to, to find my, find my next couple of hires? Um, you know, maybe do I know them already? You know, are they in my network or am I going out of my network? You know, there's things like that that come to mind. Okay, some came to mind when you were asking the question, and this may be really off base, but I'm just gonna, I'm just the messenger, and what I got yeah. was a, a sorority. Yeah. Does it make sense for you to hire somebody maybe that's a, a soon-to-be college graduate or a recent college graduate that's been involved in social activities at a sorority at a college or university? Um, 
Possibly, possibly the, you know, or, or even somebody that's been out for a while, both of these roles are really not entry-level roles that I'm looking for. Um, And, you know, not that there's not really talented young, you know, younger people, but, um, you know, I'd like somebody that's already cut their teeth a bit, or at least that's what I think I'd like. So when I got the word sorority, does that mean to you that perhaps you know somebody who knows somebody through their sorority that could make a recommendation? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I did spend a good amount of time, um, you know, taking participating in Greek life, and I still hold a lot of those connections. But I think that it could absolutely be possible that, you know, there's a connection that I have even, you know, from when I was in college that may be able to connect me with someone. Right. So um, let's ask the question, what's, um, what's, is it in Lauren's best interest to advertise for these two positions? What's the answer you get? Uh, okay. I, well, I thought about it too long. I think yes. I got to know before the question really? is even out, which tells me that it's a word of mouth, you know, recommendation kind of a thing. Yeah. Well, and that's actually, it's funny because where my head went, like, well, advertising, like how? I guess I could post, uh, you know, post something via, you know, social media or one of those outlets to be that somewhat advertising. That's where I was quantifying. Um, I was overthinking it, but yeah. Is there some form of social media that your sorority use that perhaps you can tap into? You know, I don't know. Um, I'm sure there's Facebook groups and, and things like that. Um, and, you know, candidly, I may be a part of them and just don't realize that I'm in their, you know, they're in my, they're in my feed somewhere. So I would have to take a look. So let's ask the question, is it in Lauren's best interest to use a Facebook group from her sorority to find new employees. I got a yes before it was even out. Yeah. Does Lauren need to yeah. focus her search only on the Louisville area? I got a no before that was even out all the way. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe okay. if you explore that, um, I know the sorority that I was in in school and I'm an advisor for at the University of Alabama, they have a national Facebook page that encompasses all the chapters across the country. And, you, you know, you don't know. Somebody may lead you to somebody, somebody in Oregon may lead you to somebody who's already in Louisville. You just don't know. Right. But for that, for right. that word to come through, that's such a random word when you're talking about a job. Um, right. You know, trying to fill a job that I think that has merit and is worth investigating to some degree. Well, thank you. And I have one more question. Sure. If, that's, if you have enough time. Yeah. Um, I have recently, one of my very, very best friends um, has been diagnosed with an inc- a really very rare and very significant cancer. Um, you know, the data um, in the battle that it looks like she has against her is, is, is very scary. Um, you know, there's the, the mortality rate from what we're seeing is, is, you know, very high within 12 to 15 months. And, you know, she's, um, she's a young mom and it's just, it's so devastating on so many levels. And, um, you know, we, we are going to try to remain really optimistic and I think that's really important, but she's also somebody that, um, does not ask for help. She's very strong and very independent. And my concern is that she's not going to ask for what she needs. And, you know, I would love to find a way to drill down if there's something that we can do for her. 
that, um, you know, that would, that would help her or, you know, improve her outcome. Okay. So, um, I guess, you know, again, we go back to questions. Let's just be really specific. Is there something Lauren can do to help her friend? Do you want to say her name or not? You don't have to if you don't want to. But... I don't want to say her name. Yeah. Okay. okay. To help her friend who's been recently diagnosed with cancer, what can Lauren do to best help her friend who's recently been diagnosed with cancer? Stay positive, I got. Um, stay calm, I'm getting. Food, offer food. Does she have a family, Lauren? Yes. Um, you know, it's so serendipitous, but, um, she, there's a, there's a new clinical trial that's really promising. And even from Louisville, she's from actually Ohio, um, Ohio and Columbus specifically. So, um, she has actually been able to transfer back to live, um, in Columbus probably for the next six months, um, while she undergoes this, um, you know, this exciting new clinical trial that's, you know, happening at Ohio State, MD Anderson, um, you know, some of the top cancer institutes in, in the country. So she does, mm-hmm. she's living with family now. She's living with family okay. now in, in, in Columbus. Well, the James Cancer Center at Ohio State is world-renowned, and so it's, she's in a wonderful place um, to get treatment. But perhaps it makes sense for you maybe to send have dinner delivered to her parents' house or her grandparents or wherever she's living, you know, as a surprise sometimes. Yeah. Because the caregivers sometimes need, need as much help as the patient because they're exhausted yeah. trying to pick up the slack, especially if they're not used to it. So yeah. maybe there's something that you can do along those lines, send a care package, have dinner delivered, have, you know... I, I don't know. I think yeah. go online. There's lots of creative solutions to that. Just yeah. surprise them. You yeah. Know, like do you do, do you think she's going to have a positive outcome? I get a yes. The first thing that came in my mind was a yes. Now, positive outcome can be that she doesn't live because yeah. you know well, again, heaven's the ultimate miracle. Yeah, but um, will. I, what I can do is I can I can um, hook into you and then I can hook into her and I can do a quick scan on her and let you know if she's dying at the moment. Would okay. that make you feel better or not? You know um, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm comfortable knowing that. All right. Okay. So my laser beam. What I do for those of you who are listening for the first time, I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit because when our spirits are in our bodies, our bodies have mass, which makes our spirit's vibrational level slow down because our bodies have mass. So when I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit, I can communicate telepathically or psychically to people anywhere in the world. I can communicate with people who are living, deceased, whatever. What I'm going to do is I'm going to connect into Lauren in Louisville, and then I'm going to connect from Lauren. It's going to be a ricochet, Lauren, because I'm in Columbus and she's in Columbus. So I'm going to connect to you. It'll go to Louisville, and then it's going to come back to Columbus. And and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to look to see. I'm not going to scan her to see what her condition is. I'm only going to look at her from the outside, and I'll be able to tell 
whether her spirit's in her body or not. Um, if it's not, it'll, if somebody's, when somebody's dying, they, their spirit exits the body through the top of the head and it hangs on to the top of the head and it looks like the bubble of a cartoon where the caption is, you know, where the words are. Mm-hmm. And then they're surrounded by angels and they're surrounded by loved ones spirits in different phases. So that's what I'm going to be looking for is to see if her spirit's in her body and that will tell us whether or not she's dying at this moment. Okay. So okay. Uh, what I'm going to do is, okay, my laser beam is going from me here in Columbus. It's heading straight south to you and Louisville. Got you. Okay. It's coming back north, back to Columbus to have her. Her spirit's out of her body at the moment. Um, she is in phase two of 12, Lauren. Go on my website, AskJulieRyan.com, and go to the 12 phases of transition, and you will see a diagram of what this looks like. And her, her, um, her parents are alive. So are her maternal grandparents still alive, do you know? You know, I... Uh, I don't know. I think actually uh, her grandfather is, well, I don't know if both sets of them are. I know her grandfather is not. Her maternal grandfather? I think, yes. I think her maternal grandfather is not, I think. I'm pretty sure. I'm more positive about that. Yeah. There There are parent spirits that are at her feet, and um, they would be on the maternal side. So if her maternal grandmother is still alive. It's her maternal grandmother's mother, if she's deceased, okay. is there. And okay. same, on, same with the paternal, you know, the father that's there. But she is okay. in the very early stages of dying. Uh, you know, this is nothing to be alarmed about at this stage. I think she's scared to death, literally. Literally. Yeah. You know, she's fighting yeah. for her life. So um, at this moment, she is. If you contact me... At the end of the week, next week, it could, it could be completely different. But as I see somebody transition into these different phases, then they're they're getting closer and closer to death. But um, I, frankly, I'm a little surprised by that. I'm surprised with what I saw. That it's more significant or less significant yeah, than you more, anticipated. More. Yeah. I didn't expect. I didn't expect to see her spirit out of her body. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that but it's it, really, really aggressive. Yeah, it's really bad. So um, I would, I would check into that send food thing since we got that information. You know, find out where she's staying, find out the address, find out what you can send to them that can, um, you know, help perhaps uh, help her family because I'm sure her family's distraught as well. Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. is. It's just so, so sad. Oh, no. Well, well thank okay. you. I know how I can help. Absolutely. I appreciate it so much. And have a new bet. Thanks such for a calling. terrific have time in Columbus. Travel safe. Okay. Right back okay. at you. Okay. All right. Take Bye-bye. Care. Bye-bye. Oh, boy. Well, that's not information that anybody ever wants to hear. However, you know, it's information. And, again... There are drawings, there are graphics on my website, AskJulieRyan.com, and you can see what the 12 phases of transition look like. But the best part about it is, regardless of when any of us die, and obviously we're all going to die eventually, we all are surrounded by angels and our loved ones, including pet spirits, um, when we're dying. 
So, you know, it's glorious what I see. It, it adds a glorious component to, um, you know, just a tragedy, a tragedy or a sad situation. So, all right, let's go to the next caller. I believe it's Kathy. Hi, Kathy, are you with us? I am here. Hi there. How are Hi. you this evening? I'm doing pretty good. Terrific. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. I am calling from Cincinnati, Ohio. Wow, this is Ohio night. <laughs> Three out of the four of us so far are all in Ohio. How about that? Yeah. So, well, thanks for calling in this evening. How may I help you? Um, I was going to do, um, I have a, a new question, but I was going to do a real quick follow-up a lot from the last time we connected. Sure. Um, my little my little cat, Katie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> she... I don't know if she's just nauseous and not liking the friskies, <laughs> but but the friskies uh, didn't didn't go down so well. <laughs> okay, so, well, explain to everybody what the frisky story is. <laughs> well, my cat has some health challenges, and um, she was a subject uh, uh, that uh, that um, Julie and I talked about just a couple days ago. And um, one of the things that came up was that she wanted friskies. And I'm like, really? She wants friskies? She's never had them with me, but okay. She had owners before me uh, that uh, that took her to the shelter. But, um, but anyway, um, so I try and I kind of tried to use my intuition to pick the brand the you know, the kind of friskies that she might like. Yeah. Yeah. She kind of sort of ate it, but I also am wondering if she just, it was nauseous because I gave her her regular food, although I did give her some regular food today and that she had been eating before and she did eat more of that. And she seems okay. to be getting better. I was really worried initially, like, oh my God, she's not going to eat. Yeah. Well, Kathy, let's, let me hook into you and then I'll, I'll connect through you to Katie, the cat, Katie, the cat. And uh, sounds like a, that sounds like an ad campaign, doesn't it? Yeah. And then um, let's ask her. Ask her what she wants. So my laser beam, again, is going straight south from my body here in Columbus, Ohio, and it's going to you in Cincinnati. I've got you. Okay. Got Katie. Katie, still want friskies to eat? Yes. What kind? Canned? What flavor? Yeah. Mixed grill pate did not go over super well. She's, she's telling me it was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, that's how she acted. That's how she acted. She's like, oh, my God. It was, you know, me paraphrasing, oh, my God. She, she just said, oh, it was disgusting. All right. Oh, that's funny. Do you that want sounds like friskies? Yes. Probably do you want dry friskies? No. Okay, canned friskies, what kind? Is, do they make a chicken one for cats? I don't know. What do cats well, eat? I've never had that. Well, this one that I gave her was one of the chickens. Now, they make, um, and I thought the pate would be a good one and easy to get more fluid in because I always give water to help hydrate her. She gets dehydrated. Um, but I can't remember the names of the others. I know there was fish, and the, and I'm not real keen on the fish. But And I tried to pick one that didn't, I picked the one that didn't have a lot of grains in it because I don't think they're too great for her. So I was putting my, my, well, my she, shape all over it. Kenny, she's telling me it was too mushy. <laughs> really? She said it was too oh, mushy. She didn't like the texture. The texture she was like weird. The texture. She liked the texture. The texture was weird. I agree with her. It was weird. Yeah. So maybe try another one or two of the chicken ones. Okay. And see what happens. 
Uh, okay, thanks. If she would prefer to stay on the food she's been eating, she will know before the question was even out. She's telling me no. No? So, okay. I think, you know, provide a buffet of Frisky's canned cat food for Miss Katie and see which one she gravitates <laughs> towards. Seriously. Okay. I mean, I, I yeah. would do that. I would put two or three yeah. different flavors in bowls out and see if she goes to any of them. But, yeah, that's you know, mark up so you know which one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they do kind of look alike a little bit, some of them. That's a good suggestion, Julie. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and, and then my last quick question about her is, it dawned on me today something that felt intuitively right to me, and I just kind of wanted to check it out. Um, you and I talked about my Epstein-Barr virus, and Katie and I tend to trade things back and forth since she likes to bite and scratch. Um, does she have Epstein-Barr? No. Okay, good. That's a good answer. Thank you. She does not. <laughs> okay. She good. does not. No. Okay. Okay. Well, my my last thing is um, I just wanted to touch base about my father. My okay. father. My father um, is, is like seventy eight, and in the last twenty years, he's had um, multiple strokes. Um, in his brain. So he has gone into gradual dementia that now has gotten pretty severe. Um, he seems to be stable health-wise as well as, we, as much as we can tell, but he's now, his last stroke, he can't walk, he can't really stand even. So he's, he's other, other, and his, this was a healthy man who was hiking the Hawking Hills in Ohio, you know, most of his life. Um, and then he retired and within a year of retiring, all this started. Um, so I guess my, I'm just curious about, you know, where he is in the dying process. I don't think he's actively in it yet, but he could be. Um, my mom is very, very stressed and not the most mentally balanced, emotionally balanced person, honestly. So I'm, I worry about them, and I'm not super close. My sister lives in town, but she's not close really with my parents either and my mom kind of wants to do it all so it's hard to know how to help but mainly I just wanted to ask you you know like where do you see he is in his process and okay and how long this may continue well let me check what I'm going to do is I'm going to hook into you again tell me your dad's first name um do you want his given name or what he goes by what he goes by Jack Jack okay so I'm going to hook into you Kathy, and then I'm going to hook in from you to your dad, Jack. And, uh, okay, got you on my radar, got Jack. Jack is out of his body, like Lauren's friend, and uh, he is in phase four of the 12 phases. And so what happens in phase four is, Again, the spirit exits the body through the top of the head and hangs on in a, in a bubble, the top of the head. That's what happens when people who have near-death experiences talk about going through the tunnel, that they saw light at the end of the tunnel. That's what they're experiencing. Uh-huh. And um, his parents' spirits are at his feet. He has angels, guardian angels that have formed. They start out in a circle. And then they start opening up into a horseshoe and they will progress into a straight line at his feet as he gets closer to death. There are four things that I ask everybody when they're dying. And, you know, I should have done this with Lauren. So, Lauren, if you're listening, call back in. (laughs) But um, I I don't think she is. I can see on my manifest she's dropped off. But um, the first thing is, are you ready to go? So, Jackie, are you ready to go? Yes. 
Are you in pain? No. What do you need? My family. What specifically from your family? My daughters. What do you need from your daughters? He wants you to come hold his hand is what he's telling me. Yeah. How sweet is that? He just wants you to come hold his hand. So those phases, Kathy, can progress quickly. They can take days, weeks, months to progress. Yeah. Okay. So this funeral I'm going to in the morning, my brother-in-law's mom, she was going down, going down, going down. She seemed to rally. He was with her. I think it happened, I guess it was Tuesday night. He left her at um, like 6.30 or something. Uh, And he got a call an hour later and she was coherent talking to him. He got a call later that she died in her sleep. So it's just, you know, it can happen quickly. It can take time. But all of our loved ones decide when they're going to go. We decide when we're going to go. You know, we find the perfect time and the perfect circumstances. So my, my suggestion is go see him and hold his hand as much as you can. Yeah. Okay. And let me know how I can help along the way. Okay. 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 Thank you. All right. Good luck, and, uh, and you know, go enjoy them at the holidays. Go spend the holidays with them if you can. Go hold his hand on Christmas Day if you can. Not that he's going to know any differently, but you know what? That's a great memory for you to cement in. Yeah. If you can. Yeah. Or, around the, or around the season if you can get there, you know, at some point during the season. So yeah. I hope that okay. helps. It's very, very helpful. Thank you, Julie. Okay. Again, go to my website, look at the 12 phases of transition, and you'll see what I'm talking about. So he's currently in phase four. Okay. Okay. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Thank you. All right. I believe our next caller is Susie. Hi, Susie. Are you Hi. Hi, Hi. Hi. Thanks so much. I initially called just to listen and then with each with each caller I thought oh gosh I should ask about my dog oh I should ask about my 90 year old friend who's got <laughs> cancer oh I should ask about what's in my best interest with my party uh, question this Saturday so I guess the most important I guess since I'll be seeing my 90 I see my 90 year old friend uh, at the gym uh, a couple times a week he's got um, cancer that has spread to his bones and I was just curious I'll see him at my party Saturday and wondering what you see in terms of with the other two callers um you know, he's dying or not. What's his name, yes. Susie? Do you Stan? Do you? It's yeah. I'm sure he'd be fine. Me asking. Stan is his name. S T A N. All right. And then, will you please tell everybody where you're calling from? From the San Francisco Bay Area. Okay. Terrific. You're not from Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> never been there. <laughs> you're the first one without. You've never been here. Yeah. Well, right now you probably would not want to be here because it's a little <laughs> risk outside. So, but it's good. It's pretty. There's snow on the ground, and it's just like I like it. You know, it's not on the sidewalks or the or the roads, but it's on the ground. So it's mm. pretty. But you don't have to drive in it or walk in it. Okay. <laughs> what I'm going to do, Susie, is I'm going to connect to you, and then I'm going to connect from you to Stan, and okay. I'm going to see see what's going on. Again, I'm not scanning him medically. I will ask his permission to scan him medically to see any medical conditions going on. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at him from the outside to see if his spirit is in his body or not. Incidentally, when somebody is dying and their spirit is out of their body and 
attached to the top of the head, like the cartoon caption I've been talking about, the bubble, you know, that the words from a, from a cartoon are in. Um, I can't get a read on them medically. It's like they're not plugged into the energy source. Hmm. So, you know, these Lauren and Kathy, when they asked me to scan Kathy's dad and, and Lauren, her friend, I couldn't have given them a medical consult anyways because hmm. I can't see. It's like trying to look at an x-ray when the x-ray machine doesn't have any power. Wow. Hmm. You can hold it up to light, but it's not going to be as as accurate as when you're looking at it, you know, with a light behind mm-hmm. it. So, all right, here goes my laser beam from me here in Columbus, Ohio. It is heading west. All right, I got you. Got Stan. Yeah, Stan, he's not really even in phase one. I think he's kind of thinking about it. Oh, really? <laughs> his spirit is just starting to emerge a little bit from the top of his head, but I wouldn't even say it's a it's by no means a bubble. It it would be like what you'll see on my graphics when you go on my site, askjulieryan.com and look at those. Uh-huh. Um it look it reminds me of if you take a water balloon that isn't completely full and you uh-huh. grab a part of it and you make like a smaller bubble out of the water balloon. You know uh-huh. what I'm talking about? You know, if uh-huh. you squeeze it like with your thumb and your forefinger and it makes kind of another bubble of just a smaller bubble with water in it, that's uh-huh. kind of what his spirit looks like as it's starting to emerge from the top of his head. But I would say at the moment he's not dying. Oh, that's great news. Wow. Yes. So I'll, I'll let him know. <laughs> Cause, do you see anything? Do you see anything about my dog? Because I know we talked about it, and you thought it was his paw, and he's still limping. And we're going to take him to the vet Monday after the party. But I don't know what part to X-ray because we looked at his paw, and I don't, I don't know if it's his neck, his shoulder, his leg, the paw. You know how how to tell the vet what to X-ray or you know what to? Because the vet already saw him once and thought maybe it would just go away, but that's been now a month, and he's still limping, our little puppy. Can you give kind of an abbreviated version of what's going on with your dog to everybody so they know what we're talking about? Oh, it's just we have a, a six-month-old golden retriever puppy, English cream golden retriever, and he started limping about oh, maybe now it's eight weeks ago. And we just we took him to the vet, and they thought that maybe it was growing pains or maybe it was um, just he sprained it playing rough at the dog park and gave him anti-inflammatories, and now he's still limping we've looked at his paw i asked another person who's an animal communicator and she said his, he said his neck was st- his neck was stiff so we weren't sure if it's the leg the neck the shoulder or what to how to proceed you know when we go to the vet like what body part to x-ray and Susie, I'm remind me remind me what his name is griffy griffy Okay. And he's well, on the way home from L.A. with my son right now. <laughs> I think he's, he's either in L.A. still or he's coming home tonight. Okay, good. Well, what I'm going to do, like what I did with Kathy, with her cat, is I'm going to connect to you again, and then I'm going to connect to Griffey through you. Okay. okay. And then we'll, we'll ask him what's up. Um, Thank you. You bet. Got you. You were already on my radar, so I just kind of re-energized that connection. It was on... You know, like when your computer goes on pause, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's where we were. Okay, Griffey. Griffey's really cute. Yeah, um, he was very sweet. Okay. Right paw? Right front paw? That's what we think. 
We just yeah, not, that's not the one that just came up. Um, I'm still seeing something in the padding. Isn't that what I saw before? Yeah. There's something in the pad on the bottom of his feet of that paw, that right front paw. And there's okay. something either stuck in there or there's some, something to do with the padding. And I keep seeing the picture of the children's story of the lion with the thorn in his paw. Ah, okay. The well, lion with the thorn in his paw. And I believe okay. I saw that last time, too, because I'm thinking, well, uh-huh. I saw this last time. So, I, and, and the vet's going to know what's x-ray, I would think. Uh, I, uh-huh. I, would, I would get a magnifying glass uh-huh. and okay. see if you can really look, you know, one of those Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes magnifying glasses and really uh-huh. look and see what you can find. Um, there's something in his paws when I, so that's twice now. Okay, and so there's nothing, because the big concern the vet said was if he had some kind of, like, tumor on his spine or some kind of no. serious thing. Okay, no. that's good to know. I'm so, no. a little scared. And is there time to ask one more question? Sure. Oh, okay, well, this one is what um, I know you say, is it in my best interest? And, you know, I have this huge party on Saturday, and I have, oh, gosh, probably over 100, way over 150 people coming, and I, have ne- I hadn't gotten to inviting my grandmother, and mostly it's friends, and right. not much to my family. And right. my question is, uh, my mom is saying if my grandmother finds out, she'll be very hurt, and I'm not trying to hurt her. I just, if I invite her, then I need to, my uncle needs to come, and I'm not thrilled with having him in my home, but um, for different reasons. He's not, he's not a blood relative, but in any case, I'm wondering, I've been going through this uh, kind of guilt, but trying to do the next right thing of, you know, I'm willing to do whatever is the right thing and yeah. not want to hurt her, but I'm wondering, you know, is it, I guess your question, because first I was going to say, you know, is it going to be, is she going to find out, like, will she feel bad? Because I don't want her to feel bad. I'm not, I don't have anything against her. It's just the issue of then my aunt and uncle would have to bring her, and then I'd have them here. And um, I just feel with all the people I'm having, I already have so many people, and I haven't felt like it was the next right thing to do to invite her, but I'm wondering if you see repercussions from that, or, you know, is it in my best interest to invite her because there'll be consequences if I don't, bad consequences, or is it fine to let it be? that I just haven't gotten around to it because there's so many other friends coming. Well, so let's ask the question. Is it in Susie's best interest to have to invite and host her grandmother at her party next weekend with the first thing that comes into your head as fast as you can snap your fingers? Well, I'm, I feel like I'm saying no, but I don't know if that's just my... I got to know as well. I got to know as well. Is wow. it in Kathy's best? Is it in? Excuse me. Is it in Susie's best interest? I'm sorry. I'm looking at Kathy's name. Is it in Susie's best interest to um, have some alone time with her grandmother over the holidays? Yes. Is it in Susie's best interest to go see her grandmother for this time? No. Is it in her best interest to have her grandmother to her home? No. Is it in Susie's best interest to take her grandmother out on some kind of a holiday outing? I'm getting a yes. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you. I really so appreciate do that. something special with her. You know, take her to you're in San Francisco for God's sake. Take her to you know, take her to some the Fairmont or or, or some fancy schmancy hotel that's all decorated for the holidays for lunch. 
Well, right now she has a foot a foot brace on, so it's hard for her to walk. So that's in a wheelchair that's part of it. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, very and much. that that may be why I'm getting take her out because she's uh-huh. feeling housebound. Uh-huh. Okay. But go do go do something special for the holidays, just you and her, and and it, and the party's not going to be an issue. Okay, great. Well, it's this Saturday, so we'll um, I'll know by next week. But thank you so much. Okay. Your help. All righty. Great day. Have fun at your party. Merry Thanks Christmas. Thanks so much. I plan to. Okay. Thank you. Happy holidays. Bye-bye. You too. Thank you. Have you ever heard of Cozy Earth Bedding? It's your ultimate luxury escape. Cozy Earth sheets are temperature regulating and incredibly soft, and they even have a 10-year warranty. They're made from organic bamboo and silk, are hypoallergenic, and even antimicrobial. Cozy Earth sheets are so amazing, they've been on Oprah's favorite things list for five years in a row, and I have them on my bed right now. So, if you're ready to elevate your sleep, Cozy Earth has a special offer for just for my listeners. Go to CozyEarth.com and use the code AskJulie for a 35% discount. That's C-O-Z-Y-Earth.com and use code AskJulie for a 35% discount. Upgrade your sleep with Cozy Earth Bedding. I love them and so will you. Okay. Well, that was fun. We do this show, everybody, on Thursday nights at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. Go to my website, AskJulieRyan.com, scroll down to the bottom of the homepage, and all this call-in information is there. Also, when you're on the homepage, sign up for my newsletter, which comes out every Thursday morning. And it has all this call-in information on the body, in the body of the email. And it's always a question that somebody has submitted online, and then I answer it. Also, while you're on my website, please um, schedule an appointment with me, and then I'll get to spend a whole hour with you one-on-one, and we can talk about whatever you want. And that would be lots of fun, too. Speaking of online submissions, let me read a couple quick ones here. Um, The first one is from Mandy in Fresno, California, and she asked, Hi, Julie. My husband and I are blessed with a son and are wanting to have another child. I'm 41 and recently went to the doctor because we'd been trying for about a year with no luck in getting pregnant. When I went, they said I don't have many eggs in reserve and said in vitro may not work. My question is, should I try to do in vitro? I'm not sure which avenue I should explore. Thank you so much for any advice. And here's my response. Hi, Mandy. When I scanned you, I could see, and that's in my mind's eye, I could see, plenty of eggs, and I got, that's information I received, that in vitro would work. In addition, I saw a baby's energy attached to your energy field. It looks like an orb sometimes seen in a photograph. It's above your right shoulder. This means a spirit has chosen you and your husband as its parents and is hanging out with you waiting to be conceived. You may want to read The Better Baby Book by Lana Asprey, and that's spelled A-S-P-R-E-Y-M-D, before making a decision. Dr. Asprey restored her own fertility and helps couples from all over the world become pregnant. Go to betterbabybook.com for more information. Good luck, and remember to enjoy the process of making that new baby. 
ha, ha, ha. So I'm sure she will. But uh, all right, let's go back. And I believe we have another caller here. Hi, 360 area code. Who's this? It's Sally. Hi, Sally. Hi. How are you this evening? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. And you? Please. I'm good. Thanks. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from Washington State. Okay. Terrific. Well, Sally, you've called in and you've called in before. Yes. Yeah, terrific. Great. Great to hear from you. How may I help? Well, I have a question as far as regarding my health. Okay. Doing kind of a scan, and then I've gotten medical news today that to be able to talk to you about talking or asking a question about it. But it just seems like I have a number of things that are going on and trying to find out almost from head to toe as far as what seems to be out there is prime or that's inclusive of all of the things that are going on with me. Okay. So you want me to do a, a quick scan and see what I get, and then you want to you want to talk for a minute about what you found out today from the doctor? Yes. yes okay. Please. All right. All right. So laser beam going from Columbus, Ohio, with me here heading northwest. Got you in Seattle. Okay. Shooting okay. energy from your feet up through the top of your head. Oh, let's see. All right, let me do it again. And it's like you're not plugged into the source. You're not dying, but you're just, are you feeling really lethargic and really low energy? Yeah, I do. And I'm in in Hoquiam, Washington. Okay. I don't know if that makes a difference. No, it doesn't. What I'm doing is I'm trying to see if I can get your energy field to take a charge. Well, I'm working on that. What's the, what, what did you hear from the doctor today? Well, I've had found out a few months ago that I have osteopenia, and I found out the DEX scan score today. Okay. And it's a, on my uh, spine and femur. It's a 2.8. Okay. And then the yeah. arm, arm and the hip is uh, like a 1.17. Um, and what did so the doctor say about that? They, she would like to put me on the uh, Dispo Biofox, Biofoxamate. Mm-hmm. Put me on Fosamax. Okay. And I really don't want to do that because I checked out a bunch of books from the library. Uh huh. And that's there's a lot of repercussions and side effects from the bio, those biophosphonates. Huh. All right. I get that you do have osteopenia, and and, when, and um, let's ask the question together. Is it in Sally's best interest to take Fosamax? What What do you get? What's the first no. thing that comes into your head? It's no. I got to know as well. And I know, go to, here's some, uh, a place where you can do some research on these, this drug and any pharmaceutical, and it's, cost, it's called the, T-H-E-N-N-T dot com. And N-N-T stands for number needed to treat. And it's, it's um, information and statistics, Sally, that come from 
the drug companies having to do clinical trials, clinical studies before the FDA will approve a drug. And it will tell you how many, the number needed to treat is how many people have to take the medicine in order for it to help one person. So if you go on there and you see that this medication, the number's uh, 37, then that means 37 people have to take it in order for it to help one person. The other thing that is on there is the um, NNH, which is the number needed to heal. So I would look at that number, too. How many people have to take this drug in order to heal from this situation? Uh, I know enough about these kinds of drugs, too, that they're known for leaching um, thyroid. They can cause thyroid problems. So I would look at the contraindication or the side effects. The thyroid? From that. Thyroid <laughs> issues, yeah. Thyroid, plus they can... They can um, uh, and decompose the the jawline, and from what I was reading, the side effects from taking these is cancer, stroke, and, and heart attack. Right, right. And, and that gives you warm fuzzies, huh? Yeah. And the fossil so, is one that people can have. The it can come up through the epicondyle, and you may have problems with your throat after a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I would go to go to the nnt.com, Sally, and look up that. You said uh, that was N N S C. No, the T H E N N T. So N as in Nancy, N as in Nancy, T as in Tim. Dot com. Nnt.com. Okay. Correct. And punch in that name of that medicine or any other medicine, and it'll give you lots of information on it. Yeah, because okay. I've read enough on the books, and the majority of the books, I had 10 books, yeah. and the majority of the books um, just really tell about the horrible things with these biophosphonates. The pharmaceuticals have not made something that's really uh, user-friendly to the patients right. for their health. So I'm trying to find out the best there's a lot of discrepancy as far as the amount of calcium, magnesium, boron, borons, uh, selenium. Uh, right. Well, I would I would research that stuff. Research anything your doctor tells you. Obviously, you know, quiz your doctor. Go in there armed with information. Say, hey, this is what I'm finding. You know, what can you tell me about this? I've, then, I've, I've already yeah, told you. from there. She knows where I'm coming from. Okay. But Great. She's leaving it up to me to let her know when I want to take it. Okay. And I, I need to find my next step as far as which way I go. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling in this evening. I've got about five minutes left, and i got one other caller I want to try and get to. So I appreciate okay. your call, and I hope that information is helpful, and I hope you have a wonderful holiday. Okay. You too, Julie. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Hi. All right. Here's our last caller. Hi, this is Julie. Who's this? Hello, hello. Area code 219. If you can unmute your phone, we'll be able to hear you. Okay. Well, maybe not. So I'm going to put you back on hold, and I will read another question. This one comes from Andre. 
And Andre is from Lagoa, Portugal. And he asked a really easy question, simple to the point. He said, will I find my soulmate? And here's my answer. Hi, Andre. Yes, you will. In fact, you already have many times. Most of us believe there is but one perfect person intended to be our life partner. That premise is false. It's an entertainment industry concept concocted to sell movies, records, and books. The truth is, the people who surround us are our soulmates. They're our parents, grandparents, siblings, friends, and acquaintances. We are eternally connected to everyone we currently know and anyone who has ever been in our lives. And... We interact with them in multiple lifetimes. Our parents could have been our children, spouses, or friends. Our boss might have been our employee. Perhaps our teachers were our students. You get the idea. Now, as for finding a romantic soulmate, the answer to that question is also yes. In order to do that, get involved in activities you enjoy. Consider volunteering for a charitable organization or joining a group of like-minded people like a book or hiking club. Be sure to spread the word you're looking for someone special. Ask people if they know anyone they think you should meet. Include parents and grandparents in the equation. They're sometimes your best matchmakers. Most of all, have fun with the process. I find that when somebody's looking for somebody special, I always say, talk to people that are your parents' age and your grandparents' age because they know who's single and they know the character of the person and they know a lot of information about it and they get such a charge out of making people happy and fixing people up. So include them in your search when you're looking for somebody special. I think I have time maybe for one other quick question that came in online. This is from Yvonne and Yvonne lives in Drumbo, Ontario, Canada. And she asks, hi, Julie, I recently had a reading with you, and one thing you mentioned was that our home would sell in November, but that hasn't happened. I know there are a few more days left in the month, but with no showing scheduled, it can't sell. Do you have any idea why this didn't happen as you had indicated? And here's my response. Hi, Yvonne. Great to hear from you. In order to get updated information regarding the sale of your home, I first connected to you, then asked several questions. Keep in mind, as I previously mentioned, future events aren't ever set in stone because of the many variables at play that can affect an outcome. That's why I always preface an in-the-future question with, at this moment in time. Anything that's in the future is a probability, but never a certainty because things can change. But here's what I asked on your behalf. Why didn't Yvonne's home sell in November? And I got, because there weren't enough showings. Number two, is it still in Yvonne's best interest to sell her home? I got a yes. At this moment in time, will Yvonne sell her house by the end of 2016? Answer, no. What can Yvonne do to facilitate the sale of her house? Answer, In addition to traditional real estate selling methods, employ social media marketing and word of mouth to reach the broadest number of potential buyers. Hope this information helped. Good luck. Well, everybody, we are out of time. Once again, this flew by again this week. And uh, thank you for listening. Please call and join us next week. It'll be just a couple days before Christmas. 
and I'll be thrilled to talk to you. And I hope you all have a wonderful weekend and an even better week next week. Take care, everybody. Bye now. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.